Super Talk Mississippi media production. Moondog Makers and Bakers Catering Services. Taking ordinary to extraordinary. Personal and home private nights to massive events. From wood-fired pizzas to full gras. Get your three-pack spice blend of moon dust, moon crust, and moon rocks. Hashtag what is Moondog? Familiar food done differently. It's a great time to live in Mississippi, and we're talking about it. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi and Mississippi, for that matter, such a great place to live, work, and play. Play. Um, you know, you think about living in Mississippi, which I had the opportunity to celebrate not only on this show, but the extension of the show now on Thursdays. It goes into the Jackson and Delta mar- markets. We'll be adding more days and more markets as we go forward. And then, of course, Super Talk Outdoors. This opportunity to celebrate this amazing place is. Um, Gosh, man, it's uh, we're, we're lucky to live here. In fact, this past week on my outdoor show, I talked a little bit about as outdoorsmen and women the, the opportunity we get to travel this state. From for, me, speaking to myself, the opportunity to go up to the Mississippi Delta, which at this time of year I'll be spending more time up there, and because uh, I love the Mississippi Delta. But every time I I pass a blues marker, it reminds me that as outdoorsmen and out and outdoors women. We get the opportunity not just to enjoy the outdoors, but we get a chance to sort of enjoy and be sort of tantalized by the history of this great state. And one of the stories I told on my outdoor show is that I passed over in Berkeley, Mississippi, this uh, blues marker for B.B. King's birthplace there on the Bear, Bear Creek. And, I mean, literally it's out in the middle of nowhere. You know, a lot of the blues markers are. But gosh, when you're there and you get a sense of that history and you get a sense of all of what uh, people like B.B. King and Robert Johnson and so many others brought to the table and how they influenced the world from that from that beginning. Gosh, man, we're so lucky to live in this state with so much history. I mean, literally the birthplace of American of American music. Um, that's why I always enjoy visiting with my next guest, Steve Azar, the 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 uh, music and 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 ambassador, cultural ambassador for the state of Mississippi. Uh, the uh, the author of the song One Mississippi, which is the theme song for my show, Super Talk Outdoors, and also the new state song for Mississippi. He's got a new book out. He's I, I said it before we started the show. I don't know how he's doing what he's doing. He seems to be one of the busiest men I know these days. But without any further ado, let me welcome my friend Steve Azor back to the Ricky Matthews Show. How you doing, Steve? Brother Ricky, hello. Hello, Cal in the background. Always have to shout out to our, your producer, we're uh we are uh in studio a at delta state where i used to shoot hoops back in the day and uh turned into one of the greatest studios i've ever been in and we've having a whole lot of fun and we're recording today but i thought it'd be a good place to to give them uh, a little shout out Beautiful yeah you were you're you're actually recording a freshman who's at delta state who is a, a phenomenal singer songwriter we'll we'll come back to him in just a minute drew sure. pullman but it's cool, and you're actually also kind of shooting the documentary of the of the effort. And again, we'll come back to that in a second as well. But that's a special place you're in, isn't it? Man, such memories. Uh, and I'm not gonna. Gwen will be singing "Glory Days," but my first two intramural basketball games here. The first one, I scored back to back 44 points. You know, back in the day when I, we shot Ricky, it counted for two points. So I and I used to shoot deep. 
but my, <laughs> and I drove my coach crazy. So I wasn't really a great high school basketball player because, you know, I, I wanted to shoot way out rather than take it to the hole. And, uh, but, but this place, the first game of triple overtime, mm-hmm. and then the next game was not triple overtime. And then, uh, I think I started going South after that, but I had a couple of <laughs> games. So a lot of memories, but you know, the truth is we've, we've, we have made uh, some really great records in here. We made Coldwater with Cedric Burnside, me and him. We, a lot of my records, Rosedale, Midnight, all those new new songs, uh, were recorded here. Uh, uh, Tyler Tisdale, so and Drew. We've got millions and millions of streams out of here now. And obviously, the goal is to get tens and hundreds of millions. But we're, you know, we're on our way. I feel. We're in cold water. <laughs> We're in too deep. Uh, We're in too deep for sure. Uh, listen, you saw how I started the show, but you know, I I, I did sort of bring the the outdoors show to a little bit broader perspective this past this past uh, Monday because I wanted to I wanted to focus on. When you're in the Mississippi Delta and other places across the state and you have the opportunity to kind of take in the history of Mississippi, the Blues Markers, man, serve as this great tool, not just for people who are visiting here who want to be brought into the world's largest outdoor museum, but it's a great thing for us. It's for us to re- be re- reminded of the historical perspective of music in the state. I mean, when people are in Greenville and Pash, your uh, marker there in, the, in downtown Greenville, I mean, it's a special opportunity to, to really reflect on who is from here, who has made their marks from here, who represents us as ambassadors for the rest of the world. Um, gosh, man, I mean, just so much to, to be proud of, isn't there? Well, those mark, it is. And I'm very grateful to have my own country trail marker. But I'm going to tell you, those markers do a lot for our state. First of all, when I was in Nashville in the very beginning, uh, and I started writing with some really, really great Texas songwriters. They would boast constantly about how they own, how they own it. And what they did was they they were so good. And it's a big state. It's got a lot of big cities, a lot of top ten mark. I mean, this you know we know Texas is a big place. But they would boast about how they would never even have to leave the state lines to make a living. And a lot of artists did that and continue to do that in Texas. Well, I used to go, you guys are second fiddle. You're not first. We're first. And um, and they were always in awe with where I was from, being from the Mississippi Delta and Mississippi in general. Uh, but we really got good, I guess, the last, what, 15 years at taking it back. And part of this has been this blues trail marker system, the riders trail, the country trail markers, the freedom trail. Uh, we're talking about a lot of things that has changed the world, mattered to the world. Um, and I just can't tell you. So, you know, we left a, a blues trail marker in Liverpool, for goodness sake, for the Beatles. <laughs> so you can go from one end of the world to the other, practically, you know, well, one end of the pond to us. And, uh, and celebrate 200-plus blues trail markers. We haven't gotten to 50. We're around 40. Where are we at? In the country trail marker system, we're right around 40. We might not be at 40 yet, but um, it's growing, and it's it's really cool to see these markers. And especially for me, I put it in front of the street that I grew up playing gigs at in Greenville, Mississippi. Happens to be where I shot the some of the Wait Known Joe video with Morgan Freeman back in 2002 or three it's in front of jim's cafe so people go there and not only are they in you're not in the middle of nowhere i had some places in the middle of nowhere we could have put it 
uh, behind <laughs> my dad's liquor store would have made sense. But you would have had to make one crazy effort to get there. Now you get to bring a little business to a place that mattered to you so much. And people can go have a meal and then check out the marker. It's pretty cool. So, Steve, uh, speaking of of history and the Mississippi Delta, uh, I, it was so sad to hear of Hank Burdine's passing. Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of folks referred to him as the historian of the Delta. Sure. Uh, you you were quoted in Super Talk uh, News as, as as the tremendous void that he's going to leave. That that's it's sad to see someone with so much institutional knowledge in their head and so much love for the for the Delta pass away. He's uh he's going to be greatly missed. It is going to be a tremendous void, a hole that we probably will never fill. Um, he's it, a special guy. Um, one of those colorful people that could sit around you just wanted to be around the kitchen table at all meals you wanted to be at a campfire with him you wanted to be on the river his knowledge and he's passed this on though to his son matthew and matthew does tours on the mississippi river um with our viking shows the steve azar's mississippi as as they've labeled it uh we've got uh, well so we've been told we have the number one show on the mississippi for them but with that said hank was a part of that and a big part of it but matthew when Hank was sick, had been filling in. So he's already probably got about 10 under his belt and he got better and better. And it is like watching young Hank all over again. So uh, Matthew's going to carry on the torch. His dad wanted that. And we're going to miss Hank, man. Special guy. You know, I don't know if this is, I don't think you can call this coincidence. His One of his best friends was Julia Reed. You know, Julia Reed, uh, former editor of Vogue magazine from down here. They passed away three years to the day at the, on the same day, and they were about best friends. So wow. uh, probably pretty cool, <clears throat> probably pretty cool reunion, I would imagine, you know. I can uh, I can see some of the pictures that were posted of him uh, standing up on stages, giving yeah. giving you know telling his stories. And for people who haven't seen a picture of him, think um, kind of <laughs> Ernest Hemingway looking dude with the you know the gray beard and and his sort of uh, trademark hat. And and doing his thing, but you know, I never had the opportunity to meet him. But I was incredibly aware of him and had read a lot about what he's written. And uh, and now, in fact, uh, he wrote a book not not long ago, actually. And I look forward to getting that book. Some Delta stories. Dust in the roads. Yeah. Dust in the road. Exactly. What a perfect name for 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 a book like that. Hey, listen. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into so much. But man, I'm so proud of you on the book launch, uh, the children's book, the illustration. You know, my, my old friend, Neil White from Gulfport, actually, who's with Nautilus uh, Printing and Publishing. Uh, you know, you guys have, have been you've been you've been hitting the road on that deal, haven't you? He's the best man. He's been a perfect fit for this book. We've enjoyed getting to know each other and uh, blessed to have him as our publisher. And Sarah Francis Hardy, the illustrator, she just knocked it out of the park. Really well, listen, hey, when we come back on the other side, we'll uh, talk a little bit about the uh, book signings that you've been doing. I have loved seeing the one Mississippi uh, visits that you've been doing at schools and watching the, the whole student body know the words of this song. It's just Best. so cool to see. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with, with uh, singer-songwriter and the music and cultural ambassador from Mississippi, Steve Azor. We'll see you after this break.
passion and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I'm my friend, the music and cultural ambassador for the state of Mississippi. The, the, uh, the, the man who wrote the state song for Mississippi One Mississippi. And uh, he's also the host of In a Mississippi Minute. And we'll, if we have time, we'll talk a little bit about some of the more recent guests he's had on that show. I noticed actually the other day that you posted, uh, Steve Berline has sent you from Mississippi State, your song being <laughs> aired to the whole uh, stadium. That I tell you, you you're you're sort of used to that because you've been around for so long and you've done tours with Bob Seger and all kinds of cool stuff during your career. But it's still it's got to be cool to hear your voice being played at a stadium. I got to tell you, I've been a little hurt. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you that when you go to the Rebels game and they're playing friends in low places, and I'm going like, I love Garth. He's a great guy, but he's from Oklahoma. No, and then. <laughs> And then I'm going, who's going to play? I don't have to be me till Monday because it's got to fit, you know. Um, And so anyway, it was great because, you know, Pearl River Resort sort of started that with and they more than started it. They've been running all their commercials and we've been airing that stuff between Dance and Rabbit and obviously Pearl River Resort with I don't have to be me till Monday. It's their theme song now. And and so since then, now you, you get that. But then you get them finally playing the song just as a song uh, at Hell State. So big shout out to Mississippi State for that. Uh, Steve Berline was calling the game. He came to the Delta Soul this year, uh, obviously 17 years as NFL quarterback, long time, a couple hip, hip replacements, knee replacements. Uh, he's an old friend. And he said, oh, my God, he got so excited, you know, that he had to film it and send it. So I posted it. Yeah, that, that's that's really. Hey, in fact, Cal, uh, uh, you ought to play. I don't have to be be me till Monday at the Superdome. Cal, what are we doing? Well, that's <laughs> New Orleans. I'm thinking for Biloxi Shuckers for sure. And then, yeah, we'll see how with New Orleans. I've get in trouble every other weekend for different things. Yeah, Might as well trouble. be for you a good cause. Exclusive deal. I've got an exclusive deal with Pearl River Resort when it comes to anything casino wise. So we got to be cool. I mean, they're my guys. <laughs> hey man, and it's been so great working with them. I'm about to go shoot some more commercials. Um, Matt Perkins and 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 the chief, Chief Ben. I love him and uh, and and Ryan Griffin. The whole team there. We've had the best time shooting commercials. They've taken Monday. And they've taken each line and turned it into something. I never saw my song that way. And when they were looking at it, Matt was going, you know, every one of these lines stands on its own. And he sh- he proved it to me. So yeah. when you go to Pearl River Resort, you see, you know, on the keys, it says, uh, you know, no work, I'll play. Uh, it says went off the deep end on their door tags when you want privacy. I mean, it's been the most fun I've ever really? had. So, That's so cool. Yeah, they've been they've been wonderful to work with. In your life, you look for great partners, and they've been absolutely a dream. So uh, look the the book uh, the the one wonderfully illustrated children's book uh, that is a, a, a you know honoring honor it's a tribute to your song one Mississippi the state song for Mississippi first of all the launch it seems has been incredible um, yeah. you know your book signings you I think you debuted at number two um, you've uh, Gosh, man, what what a journey that's been. The song, and by the way, the song is you go to these, when you post from these classrooms and from these school gatherings where every kid in the school is singing One Mississippi, 
that whole experience for you has to have been incredible. It's I've got a lot of, in front of me, and I'm telling you, that is the greatest feeling I have ever had. It's better than playing Madison Square Garden, or or playing the Rose Garden, or playing the Boston Garden, or playing the Spectrum, or what, it didn't matter. There's a feeling about watching these kids. It's unbelievable, Ricky. I mean, it's they know every syllable, and they know it better than me. I had to ask, did I skip a whole verse last time? Because they go, oh, no, you didn't, because they started clapping. The only thing we got to work on, they're clapping, because they get a little off. You know, it's like, it's like um, in my family, there's Strack, who's great at clapping, everything on time, and bless, bless his little sister's heart. She doesn't have any rhythm at all, but she can cook, you know? So, so anyway, it's so funny, but, uh, no, it's been so beautiful. Uh, Jill Ford brought me in the other day, uh, to Madison station elementary. Um, and they were, it's just awesome. I mean, they're just so happy to sing it and having the book now with Sarah Francis Hardy's illustrations. And we have a full blown curriculum for school, the a teacher's guide that goes with the book and, it's been like a one-two punch. I mean, I don't mean book signings have a PowerPoint when all the parents and grandparents and kids are in a big room, like we did the Max Museums, and then we then the kids do that and they come out and they sing one Mississippi with me. You know, over a hundred, two, three hundred kids. I just think that it's what book signing has a song, and obviously the song made the book, but I gave it that opportunity. But talking about connecting dots, it's been so much fun. And Neil says that, you know, if they would have counted ourselves from a lot of the book signings where we did hundreds, I mean, we've signed hundreds of books in one book signing. And uh, he said, but they don't count in the charts. And I said, this is worse than the music business. <laughs> you know, it's so much, but, but it's good. So we're, uh, we, we're off to a good start and, and I'm going to visit a lot of schools over the next handful of years, you know, and, try to get to as many or all of them if, if it's all possible but yeah it's been it's been pretty moving i can tell you you know what steve th that book uh that book's going to be a great christmas gift isn't it hey ricky nobody's ever bought six cds at one time or 10 because people would pirate it they'd buy one album or you know in our day and buy one cd oh no we can go burn it <laughs> you know we can make a copy but in the book world it's a physical copy. People are buying them by the five, six, seven, eight, nine, tens. And they're signing every one of them to their grandchildren or their kids or, and it's, it's just been amazing. So, um, pretty cool. And, and uh, yeah, it's, we're just getting started. So I think this is one of those things where Neil, uh, feels like it'll just keep going, you know, and, uh, and we need it to, 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 until every kid knows a state song and then you, you graduate those kids and the new ones come up and everybody's proud of where they're from. You know, when I wrote the song, I wanted to highlight the absolute beauty in our state. And I could have written 42 songs, you know, but I wrote a seven, what, six and a half minute song just to, you know, try to take out free bird and American pie, which we did. But, you know, I tell you what's interesting, and I would really encourage people to go and do a search on the new children's book inspired by the official state song of Mississippi, One Mississippi. Go do a search about it, and, uh, and I think you'll be drawn to it. First of all, it's uh, it wonderfully illustrated. I mean, Sarah Frances Hardy knocked it out of the park, and it shows the diversity of Mississippi and the, and the creativity of kids, and it's got a little bit of everything, doesn't it? It does, and it's it's uh, it really touches on Mississippians. Period. So we were uh, 
you know, it, it touches on the Choctaws. It, um, I, you know, when I grew up, the Asian population in the Delta, it was, you know, it was vast, you know, I grew up and, uh, for many years, my parents did their parents. And so everybody's so Southern talking, you know, and it, and, and, you know, people see me and they think New Jersey, probably, you know, I make the joke, but you know, I'm many generations back Mississippi Delta. So I screw things up when I start to talk, but, um, no, it's awesome, and there's seven beautiful kids she created, and uh, and they're doing all sorts of stuff in the book, and and then the the curriculum actually takes you past the book. So you know America's Music Birthplace, and you've got what's apparent, right? Elvis and BB and Sam Chapman and all that, but then you start talking about things like the blueberry and the you know the um, the new state fruit is blueberry, you know, and. Uh, that I just found out and it's there's so many questions you can ask within each line that's not necessarily the lyric of the song it opens it your imagination to all sorts of options that are the truth about Mississippi so you're you're sort of on a walk in history lesson constantly throughout the lyric of the song that takes it to another whole place and uh, there's a lot of school the schools that have already adopted it and in fact William Carey College um, has 120 teachers that are heading out this week, and I'm going to be on a Skype with them or a Zoom call with them. And we're going to do one Mississippi together, but they've taken the teacher's guide and they have sort of souped it up in their own version. And these 120 teachers are taking the book and they're taking it to their classrooms next year, just in one swoop. So pretty cool, man. Ricky, this you guys, it, was, it took such a team effort for this to happen, for people to start paying attention to the Bicentennial song which is why I wrote it, you know, and uh, it's amazing, man. It's just amazing how far we've come. And uh, I personally have a lot of pride in, in, in looking at the cover of the book and seeing the new state flag uh, there. And it, it really represents, it, we finally can have a flag that represents all Mississippians. We have a state song that represents all Mississippians, uh, you know, won't go into it, but the history of the previous song was just terrible, <laughs> terrible yeah. history. Yeah. And we needed to fix that. And we did fix that. And so, you know, we, we get a chance to look forward. And I love the, the beauty of this book. And I, I actually see future cartoons and all kinds of cool things that could come out of this. But yeah, we got a coloring book coming. Yeah, of course. Of course with you puzzles. do. I mean, <laughs> with, with puzzles, you know, so yeah, that, I mean, that comes in. So, so many, so many opportunities. But it's a, it's a great way to engage kids around the state in a way that can give all of them pride, no matter where they came from, no matter who they are. It just, it's just an awesome thing. Hey, when we come back on the other side with Steve Azor, actually, I want to ask him a little bit about artificial intelligence and how it might be impacting the recording industry. We all know that it's, it's impacting everything. We'll see what Steve has to say about that when we get back with Steve Azor after this, uh, this break. We all love living in Mississippi. It's the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I have my friend Steve Azar. And, you know, Steve, one of the things that you and I have done over the course of our 
over three years of spending time together on the air, both on your show and this show, is talk about the evolution of, of music. I mean, the, the industry has gone, undergone just absolutely dramatic change in, in ways that in some ways make it harder, in some ways give you know real real stars the opportunity to to rise. But it is a it is a vastly changed arena that you live in, isn't it? Oh man, I'm you got Austin back behind me. He is a true gonna be one of the best engineers. He's just got it. When he came to school here at Delta State, he had it and he's helping me make all these records now. And you're gonna hear him in the background because we got some recording if that's okay to do. Good. But um uh, he knows as well as I do. He's he's up on all of the latest on Pro Tools and recording. But now we're dealing again with the next version of, to me, of Napster. The biggest change is AI, right? And it's a little scary. You know, the, the record industry didn't accept the presence at all of Napster. Oh, it's no big deal, right? It's nothing. What changed the landscape of the entire music business and yeah. it, in, in the biggest way in the history of our business. So, you know, when you you can't make that sell anymore, so you got you got to realize our, our so 1500 streams represents one cell. Now, that's what it is. That's 1500 cells you used to get and they don't exist anymore. So now you've got A.I. And the to me, there has to be a lot of attention paid uh, to where it is right now, there needs to be some checks and balances in Congress. They can't drop the ball here because if you can take my voice and then or or the way I write songs and just go in and go, OK, I want to write a song like Steve Azar. I want to think like he does, which is probably a problem for everybody to think like I do. Have mercy. Forgive everybody. But if you take that and you can take my voice and then you can do that, then um, either that's going to make my job a lot easier or. uh or I just think it's a big mistake. So I'm, I'm all about the positives of AI. You were talking about it the other day with Paul, and um, I was listening the whole way intently. Um, I do see the advantages of it, but I think that you, we've got to really go in and, and decide what's going to be allowed, right? Yeah. I, you know, I, what Paul and I talked about the other day was about the Google lawsuit and the fact that the Google lawsuit is, in some ways, is a little bit late in happening as, as the Justice Department challenges the way that Google went about getting, you know, getting this position in the marketplace. Uh, I've been concerned about social media, and and I guess Congress is way behind on how to deal with big tech. So, Steve, one of the things, you know, if you think about Congress and then you think about the mu music industry. You know, we went from uh, you own an album and you sell albums and CDs to you, the only way you can make money now is on the road or through streaming. And that happened really quickly to the industry, didn't it? I mean, I it happened to me when I had my hit, my first hit. So when I don't have to be Meteor Monday came out and then Waiting on Joe came out, we were, we were having crowds show up where the record sales weren't they weren't present. Right. So we didn't understand it. And what happened was all these college kids were coming to my gigs from Rutgers and I remember Ivy league that, that, that world, Philadelphia, New York, I, we go do shows in the bar, the, 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 the theaters, the bars, the bars were big. There were a thousand, 2000 people. Um, but he goes, this is not our usual crowd. We don't know who they're all young and they're. And so finally I went into one of them's apartment 
It looked like my apartment had a dog, had a beanbag, you know, no furniture back in the day. And they go, we, this is where we're listening to your music. And I went, what the heck is this? So I went back and told my record label president who, you know, I didn't gel with, but I don't want to hear this. This is stupid. And, you know, I'll never forget it. But I ended up going to Congress. I think you and I have talked about this. So I apologize if I'm a broken record. Pardon the pun. But they brought me in to play and I had one of the most illegally downloaded records I was told that year. So those were all the sales that you would have had. Um, and I guess young kids seemed to like it, you know, in college. And uh, and they showed up at our shows. But, um, you know, we were sort of chasing well, how it affected us negatively was, you know, when you sold, you know, uh, uh, 20,000 records in Chicago that you can fill a 3,000, you know, performing arts center. Well, those sales weren't there. There was four and five thousand in Chicago, and then they're going like, "Okay, why, why isn't he selling like, you know, five years ago?" You know, with, with with the success, the songs are happening, and I was part of a whole lot of artists that were going through this. Um, it affected us down the road live uh, for touring and our price and everything. So, literally, my hits came out right when Napster became it. So it wow. wasn't the best of timing, was it? <laughs> but I mean, but technolo technology has changed everything. If you think about uh, artificial intelligence, one of the things I did is I, I'm in the chat box for Chat GPT right now, and what I wrote in here, and we're just we're attempting all this live, so I literally have no idea what the result of the answer is going to be as it's loading as we speak. But I said, write a song about Steve Azar in the Mississippi Delta. He's a singer songwriter. He's and his and his and he's the music and culture on for Mississippi. That's all I did. Okay. Come on. Come That's on. That's all I did. And here is the song. No. Uh, I'm just going to sing a few bars. Uh, not sing, but just share. <laughs> in, in the heart of, in heart of Mississippi, where blues, I've not read this before. I'm reading this for the first time. Where the blues were born, there's a man named Steve Azar. His melodies adorn. A singer-songwriter with a soulful voice so true. He's the ambassador of music, spreading love anew. And here's the chorus. Oh, Steve Azar, the Mississippi Delta's pride with your songs. You take us on a well heartfelt ride. From the cotton fields to the mighty rivers flow, the cap you capture the essence, let your music glow. And what, I'll give you one more verse. From Greenville to Clarksdale, through the Delta's land, Steve's guitar strums echo like a guiding hand. He weaves tales of hardship, of joy and pain through all, all his heartfelt lyrics. He, uh, we find solace again. Oh, Steve Azar, the Mississippi's Delta Pride. Oh With your songs, you take us on a heartfelt ride from the cotton fields to mighty rivers flow. You capture the essence. Your your music flows, and it just keeps going. The next the next bridge is as the cultural ambassador, you shine so bright, preserving the heritage day and night. From juke joints to crossroads where legends were made, you carry the torch, keeping blue alive unswaved it literally gave this to me steve with that single with that single query hey listen i, I think i like ai it made me glow i'm glowing right now <laughs> uh, look, look, well, you know what though i would take that now so here's what you could do right you take that and you get rid of the thing glow the sway you know the 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 adorn there are words that popped out that if i'm teaching a songwriter i write i said okay great that's what came to your mind but now you got to be great and you've got to go find another word for adorn. you got to go find that. And don't, you don't have to necessarily be a, a perfect rhyme. So that's where it's missing, but it's going to get better. 
At yeah, that. but what's what's wild about it though is I literally what it did is you know of course what ChatGPT is the best knowledge in the world <laughs> is out there, and so it immediately pulled from your a little bit of your history and where you're from and all this stuff. I didn't have to tell it any of that. It just get it just it took my query and what the knowledge on the internet about Steve Azar and it wrote a song that centered around you being the music and cultural ambassador you of Mississippi, it, and it did it in a Anything. You didn't tell it anything for the, to, to know all that. You send me that, by the way, and send me your question. I want to share that with Gwen. Yeah, yeah. It's just, <laughs> but this is the thing. Okay, so then you Funny. add to it the ability to steal your voice. Yeah, that's, okay? that's well. And then I mean, create it, it, music from scratch and put these words with your voice. Dude, how, how in the world does the industry protect itself? I don't know. I mean, right right now, the, the lyric, it's got a long way to go when it comes to understanding. Um, it, 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 was, it was accurate in spots, but it still lacks a little bit of heart, you know. And so but once it figures out how to have the heart and the soul, we're going to be in trouble. I mean, it's like, I don't know. I mean, look, the, we've, we've been in a time. Uh, technologically speaking, that it's just going so fast now, right? It's it just is. crazy. And, it really uh, is. And, and, and I don't know, man. It's just it's bewildering to me that you just asked that to do that. And, hey, but here's, so the, here's, here's what I think is going to happen, and I, I think it's already happening. For people who are familiar with OpenAI and how it works, um, there's, there are numerous chat boxes that are emerging today as a result of it. But the, but the fact is, where you might have, like, for example, if I was preparing for a topic that I didn't know anything about, let's, why don't we do this? I'll pick it up on the other side so I can, can I explain how I'm using that? And, uh, and then I, we'll... I want to ask you a question too, Ricky, when we get back. I want you to think about this. As a media guru, and you were at the top of your game, at the top of the game period for so many years, how does that affect, how would that affect? Well, how will it affect media now, print media? Yeah, we're gonna, let's, right. we'll talk about it when we come back with Steve Azor on the other side. Matthew show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthew show. I have my friend Steve Azar and we're talking about artificial intelligence and how it impacts the music industry. And what I was about to say before I went to break uh, is that if you think about, as I used to prepare for this show, and you'll do the same thing once you get familiarized with it, is that I would go search the internet around a particular topic, and then I'd have to go and get the results from the query that I made in Google or wherever. And I'd have to go to each of those sites and you know read each of them and then 
pull bits and pieces together to sort of create a coherent understanding with my words of what I've learned. Well, now I don't have to do that anymore. I have to. I don't have to go do a search anymore. I can just go to Chat GPT and and do the query, and then they go and look at the best of what's available on the internet and bring it back to me, and I can get it in whatever form I want to get it in. Um, it's uh, it's still in its elemental stages for sure, but it's still incredibly advanced. As you think about publishing, what you're beginning to see is actually publishers that are that are developing now that are trying to be local in every community in in America. And what, like for example, when someone dies, it will let it will let uh, Open AI write the obituary for that person. And wow. it's it's really impersonal. It's uh, you can tell that it's been done by a chat box, but the reality is that's how it's going to be used. And so, as if the as uh, this if the the print media didn't already have a you know a lot of problems because <laughs> its revenue model had been obliterated. Now you, if I were a journalist, you know obviously people are going to have issues with this. But whether you're talking about copywriting for in a marketing sense or you know writing anything, if I were a teacher, for example, and I was trying to teach kids how to do research and write their own stuff, uh, you know how do they sort through what they wrote and what was written by OpenAI? It's the the we're in the wild west right now. It's going to be very interesting to see how all that plays out. How did you How did you ask that question? Where do you go to do that? Yeah, I'll uh, when we get off the air, I'll, I'll show you. But essentially, what you need to do is you need to download the Chatbox AI uh, app. And uh, I, there's there's some free versions, but there's a, there's a paid version, which I have the paid version. It's not very much money. And then uh, there it is. And it will be there for you to play with and be amazed by. It gives you something you're, to you're, work with. You're, you're this publisher of these huge media sources, right, for so many years, right? Award-winning, all the magic and incredible work that you did straight from the imagination and creativity and minds uh, and the talent and the hard work it took to take that and bring it on to print, right, and paper. Um, I mean, what? How do you? If you're today, if if you're in your heyday right now, there, and you're not retired from that, how, what do you do? I'm finding ways. I'm finding ways to use our best resources to use this technology to maximize how we can serve the community. So, you know, someone could literally want to, it could be embedded in the work that someone does themselves, or it could be one person having multiple subjects that they might go into, and they're using AI to help them be more productive and to, and to do more. Now, again, you're going to see some companies that emerge that are completely automated, and it's going to, that's going to seem so, well, first of all, it's wrought with a lot of legal problems, because the reality is, you're still going to be, you're still going to be responsible for the legal requirements of print. So that uh, if you write something that's defaming to someone, et cetera, you're going to have big issues. So yeah, I, I just don't think you're ever going to be able to completely turn it loose. But boy, is it going to make make you more productive? If I were, you know, there are a lot of white collar jobs that are around that involve research and copywriting, whatever. I'd be seriously threatened by this technology if I were them. I mean, the, the experts say hundreds of thousands of jobs will go away and then next few years just just related to this technology it's well, letting, letting the computer do that in, in the intelligence artificial whatever it is artificial it feels artificial yeah uh, letting it take over and do the research for you and ask and and 
and be the voice for you, right? Be your yeah. mind for you. Well, we're going to become not such an intelligent society. <laughs> I mean, we're going we're gonna to be like walking around in a coma. <laughs> you know? hey, but listen, uh, your son Strack, who's a filmmaker and, and terrific producer, etc. When I wrote a, a modification to the Mississippi Film Office approach to how they might br- bring uh, smaller uh, productions to bear and give them incentives and whatever, I used AI to help me develop the framework for that. And then I, I, I modified it with some Mississippi knowledge and whatever. Which but, sounds like the way you to use it. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's again, it's the same. I could have gotten the similar result if I'd have done Google searching, but this, this, I skipped an entire step. I let, I let the chat box go out there and study the internet for which to me, which to me is smart is using your time wisely, right? Work smart, yeah. not harder. Okay. I get that. But yeah. then you put your, you put your signature on it. I know you, right? Yeah. So, I get that it does some re- the research part. I, I that makes sense to me. So I'm with you 100 percent on that. It's but what about what about like when it's going to come to banking? Yeah. And right now, I mean, like fraud and and people yeah. take over your identity. Believe me, they're all worried about it. That's that's why <laughs> that's why Elon Musk said you know several years ago was you know I was following the advancements of artificial intelligence that. This machine learning eventually could take over, and it's going to go into banks, for example, and find where their weaknesses in their software are. And, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the the intelligence uses of it, you know, uh, oh, yeah. my gosh. It's scary. It's scary. It's scary stuff. Hey, Steve, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you, my friend. Congratulations on your book. Thank and uh, keep swing, swinging. Good luck with your uh, recording today with Drew. You got it, man. You're the best. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Have a great day, and I will Love see you, you tomorrow. Yeah, you bet, man. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.